Today's staff is Yurtet 19. We pick up in the middle of Yurchan Madbet, and we are dealing with, um, actually, the very top of Yurchan Madbet, and we're dealing now with uh, Ame Ivriya and Avid Ivri and comparisons and differences. And now we're also focusing in on this issue of Yud, um, about that the Im Livno Yadena. Um, you know, that the Mudi Kesef, the girl, young girl, she's under 12, who's brought as a slave, it seems like the primary goal was that she, in order that she should get married to the guy, um, and he, and that's called Yiud. He chooses to make her into his wife, or he could do it for his son. So now we're going to have, uh, the re- from here, from here for the rest of today, finishing yesterday's Dauphin to today's Dauphin, really focus on this issue of Yiud. So let's take a look. We start about six lines from the top on your cheddar with bet. Um um right we've had similar questions if uh by Kidushe Bia we wanted to know since that creates that immediate intimacy and physical connection, Kidushin usually is a stage before she's living together they're living together in the same home. So we had that question whether Kidushe Bia goes all the way straight to Nisuin. Here Dumas asking a similar question. She's living in his house as a slave, but she's living in his house now he does Yud. Is that really a stage prior to the Nisuin? Or does that automatically create the reality that they're living in the same home and that's Nisuin? Uh, okay, so does the Yud create Erezin or create Nisuin? Yes? I already have a question. Yes? Just going to pun. If it's Yud, it really is the, the goal is a potential marriage. Pre- so, right, right, right. So does the Av have to be in debt to the person or can he just, in other words, um, indenture his daughter uh, because he wants that marriage? Yeah, I mean, theoretically, well, first of all, it's not at all, even if the father is selling his daughter primarily because he needs the money, it's not clear that he needs, that he owes money to this person. He might owe to to creditors and he's selling her to someone else so that he can pay off his creditors, number one. But um, would a father do it if he had no financial obligations just because he thought it was a path towards Yes. Uh, towards Kiddushin. Maybe. It's hard to imagine, though, because even though the Torah goes out of its way, the point of the Torah is to emphasize that this girl deserves the same degree of respect and dignity and protection and right. Nevertheless, one has to imagine that that is not, you know, one would much more get married the normal way than through the, through the ro- route of slavery. So, anyway. All right. By Rabbi Baravua, Yud Nisunoso Eresinosa. Nafkamina, what would be the Nafkamina? Yorishali Tamilo All the Nafkaminas of being of of uh, being an Asua. If she dies, does he inherit her? If she dies, then he's a Kohen, does he, is he Matami to her? We can he know her vows? Could also have asked about his obligations to her to provide, you know, support, etc. Sherak Sutava all the realities of Nisuin. Does that, does that kick in right away, or is there needed a separate stage? Okay? Um, uh, now, now, my, what do you usually say? Tashma. Bezigdova, what we discussed yesterday, that he cannot sell her after, there cannot be like shifchus after shifchus or shifchus after ishus, depending on how you read the Pasuk. So one way we read the Pasuk is, Kivin Shapiris Taliso Allah Shuvein or Shaila Mochra. Bezigdo reading the word is Beged. Once he spread his garment over her, he cannot sell her. So the father cannot sell his daughter after after a uh, you know after, after a shifchus which became a yud okay so that's that's shifchus achar ishus but the ishus came through this act of yud now how is that relevant so it says so what he can't do is he can't sell her after this yud if then the, if then the master dies 
He could be Miyaidar again, which really means he could do Mikadish again. Okay? Via Marta Nisuin Osa, but one minute. If the Yud created Nisuin, Kimin Nisa is Shuvin Lavia Rashuspa. So once there's Nisuin, the father has no longer any rights over her, right? So what we discussed yesterday was here's this girl, okay? She gets sold to the guy, okay? Here's the father. Okay, here's dad. Okay, anyway. So he, she gets sold to him. Okay, and then that becomes Yud. Okay? So, which, okay, so now she, that's Ishus. Now she's his married. Okay? Then he dies. Okay? And then it says, the father can't sell her again. Right? Okay? So which means, right, so now he dies, he can't sell her again. So that means there's no Shifchus Ain Shifchus Acher Ishus. Right? That's what we did yesterday. Right? Everybody with me here? Okay. So, the point is, fine. But that suggests, I'll say it's a little different than the Gemara, that suggests there's a specific Isser for him to now sell her again as a slave. But fundamentally, she's still under his control after the master dies. She fundamentally is still under the control of the father. So, for example, the father might be able to now be Makadish her. Okay? It's so, because the, basically, it's clear she's under his control. The Torah is just telling us he's not allowed to sell her again as a slave. Alright? But the point is, how is she now back under the father's control? If this Yiyud created Nisuin, then once a girl has had Nisuin, she's totally out of the father's control. Okay? Oh, well, she's got, that's a good point. Okay, anyway, so it says, okay, the Iamarti Nisui knows that Kim Denis So why do you need a Pasuk to prevent him from doing something after Yiyud if she's already in a sewer? She's out of the father's control. So the Gemara says, Elulav Shmamina, So you see that it makes only Eirusin. Pretty good, good proof. No, 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 no. We're not talking about the Vigdova that he became her husband through a Yiyud after Shifchus. We're talking about a completely different scenario. This is a very weak read of the Brighta. If the father had already done Kiddushin with her, to, and Big Doba, not about the context of, of, uh, of, of Yiyud, but Big Doba, general context of somebody who became her husband, if the father had already married her off, and it was just Kiddushin, and then the, and then the husband died, then he can't sell her. Okay, so what we're saying is this idea, that it's saying that after this guy dies, after, after Kiddushin, he can no sell her, is not talking about the case in the Parsha, about that he initially sold her as a Shifcha. It's talking about the word Kiddushin. Okay? It's telling you, after Kiddushin to another man, and then he dies... And now she was just going back to the father because it was only Kiddushin. He can't sell her as a slave. The father can sell his daughter as a slave if she was never married before. But if he had once married her earlier, he can't sell her as a slave. Mikudeshet. But the Torah is not talking about a scenario where there had been Yiyud. Okay? Obviously a very hard read in the, in the Brita. Anyway. Now we go... So that's... But, but, uh, but, so that was a, a sensibly... Not ostensibly. It really was a good proof that the Yiyud did not create any Suin, but we said we're not talking about Yud, we're talking about Kiddushin. Okay, Toshma. Ein mochre likrovim. 
You cannot sell her to relatives because then there's no possibility of yield. Rebbe Leah says you can sell her to relatives. Your brother, right. Your father, your brother, your son. Okay. But even though there's a question, can you sell her to a relative where Kiddushin would not be toe-faced, if you would try to do yield, it wouldn't even take effect. Everybody agrees you can sell her to a man that there's an Easter for him to ma- for her to marry or him to marry her, but that Kiddushin would still take effect if it was done. What's the case where there's an Easter to marry, but Kiddushin would still take effect? When it's not a relative, but it's an Easter love, like a Kohen, a Kohen to an Amana, Kohen goes to Amana, Kohen to a Grusha, etc. That he can do, and even though it would be Easter to do the Yud, the Yud is still theoretically possible because if it was done, it would take effect. Okay? Why is there a Tashmai? They're still trying to prove an original point? Yep, they're trying to prove whether it's Nisun or Ayrson. They're still working on it. Yep. Okay. Uh, now. Now, what's the case that the father is selling his daughter, who is an almana, as a slave? Okay, how did she become an almana? If she became a nomana through this underage girl marrying herself and then her husband died, how could you call her an almana? The Kiddushin wasn't even binding. A girl can't mar- uh, an underage girl can't marry herself. It must be that her father married her off to some guy and the guy died and now she's an almana. Now he can't, she can't. The question is, can he marry her off again to a, to a Kohen Gadol? So, Mimati Mazvillah. One minute, but what? But but if he, the father, had initially married off to some guy, how can we now be discussing? And then she, the guy died, and she's an almania. How can we be discussing him marrying her off again? Uh, her, her, him selling her as a shivcha. Um, that would be a case of shivcha sacher ishus, which we're assuming, like the Tana who says that that's not legitimate. Okay, so we have this father marrying his daughter, who's either an almana or a grusha, to a kohen gadol or kohen. So how did she become an Amman or a Grusha? Must be had married her once, and then the I'm guy, and then the guy died. Does fine, but then the guy died, and then the, or, or, or divorced her. But one minute, how? But if, if, she, if the father had already married her once, he can't sell her now as a slave. Ain't shivchasacher ishus. That's whether it's kiddushin or nisu. And ain't shivchasacher ishus. So what's the scenario that he could be selling her now as a slave, and she's an Amman or a Grusha because ain't shivchasacher ishus? So what's the case? Okay, the Amarav. Here's how it works. Here's the scenario where he could be selling her and she's an almana. The first, she became an almana through an initial sale as a shifcha. Okay? So she was sold here as a shifcha. It started off as a shifcha. It started off as a shifcha. Okay? And then... This guy did yield. Now, did the father, was the father in this scenario Makadesh or not? Because the halach is, the father can't sell her a second time as a slave if he sold her once as Kiddushin. So in this case, was the father, did the father create the Ishus? So, so the question here is, is the yield that the guy does, is that something that's happening now, later, once the father is out of the picture? And then the father never sold her for Ishus. The fa- okay, or are we saying that the yield that's done harkens back to that original sale and that money of that original sale now becomes kept of Kiddushin and therefore the father did sell her for it as Isha. So, yeah, so what we're saying is if we say most Rishonas 
lavli kiddushinitnu, okay, and the father there, and therefore the father did not do, sell, did not sell her as ishus. The father sold her as shivchus. Then the ishus came later, and then this guy dies, and then she becomes an, and now she's an an amana, okay. So now the father can sell her as a slave because the father would be selling her I mean it would be shifchus achar shifchus because the father originally sold her as a shifchus but it wouldn't be shifchus achar ishus the father had never been makadishher the, fa- the, guy, the guy was makadishher the father was never makadishher so the father can now sell her as a slave and we could discuss selling his daughter who's an almana or a grusha to a coin or to a coin or a coin gadol that only applies if he does it again it was, or if he did it the first time right if he did it the first time he, in this case if this yield is a new thing he never sold her for Ishus in the first time okay that was something that happened separately yes can a Kohen marry a woman or whatever else? no is it a Monomene Harrison uh, no yeah okay so why don't we differentiate in this case at all between yeah. Kedushin versus Nisuin like why I mean I see the Gemara doesn't but I would think that, that what well, about Amana? This, no, because it's different. The Yisra, well, there's no basis for it. I mean, whatever. Oh, because you're, you're saying because the Isra of Bezigdova is uh, uh, well, that's an interesting question. If Bezigdova suggests Nisuin, maybe it's understand the Isra ought to be only after Nisuin. But then that gets to the that can't be because then the Gemara then you wouldn't need a pasuk because then she would already be out of his rishus if there was already Nisuin. Why are you saying that when the father sells her, he's expecting that or hoping that she's going to be married to him? What? No, that's the way I understand it. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't that, that might have been the goal, but that doesn't mean that that was what the act was. The act was not a kiddushin. The act the father did was selling her as a shepherd. But it never happened when he first sells her, even with that goal. It's never going to happen at the beginning of Correct. the sale, right? Correct. But but if the m- money of the sale becomes transformed into kesef kiddushin, it's still be- through an act that he did. It's still cause he was part of that act of kiddushin, as opposed to now we're saying that no 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 the whole act occurred later. Was he a party to that act? Okay. In one case, he set up the groundwork, but ultimately the guy did the act with the do- with the girl, as opposed to the other place, right? It might be you know that he he took the money and later that money becomes money of kiddushin, so he did the act of kiddushin. Yes. Separate the one from the other. He sells his daughter, right? He sells his daughter. Something that she's going to be married to the guy. Right. Right. So then, with the, if the guy does yield, right? Right. Then that money becomes kesef uh, kedushin, right? According to one opinion, but now we're working with the opinion that the money doesn't become kesef kedushin. Oh, okay. That's that's exactly the issue. If the money became kesef kedushin, then the father was mekadeshur and ain't shifchusacher ishus. If the money wasn't kesef kedushin and the kesef kedushin was a new act that happened later, okay, not based on the money that came hands, then the father wasn't Makadish her, then it just happened, that's exactly the question. What, what is the act of Kiddushin with Yud? Is it the money that changed hands three years ago? Or is it some new act that's happening now? Even though it's the same money we're talking about. In other words, is, is there an additional money three? No, later? but it might just be. Well, well I'm, I'm trying to. We're not. We haven't gotten to it yet. But basically, what we would say if it happened later and not the original money is it's the fact that she still owes him service, and he's giving her back the service that's still owed, and that becomes the test of kiddushin. Yes. Uh, no. No. Okay. Yeah. Very quick question. So he can't. The yield can happen any point in six years. It can happen yes. at the end. No, any point. Okay. 
Okay, so she didn't have to fit one with Ebed Ivri. Right. We were saying is like on a well, exactly. contract. Well, right. well, exactly. Right. Well, well, he wants to do the Yud. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Okay. So the reason, only way that he could be selling his daughter who's an Almana or a Grusha, because he's not allowed to do it if he had already married her, the only way he could do it is if he had originally not married her off, but sold her off, okay, presumably there's not a problem of Shifchus Achas Shifchus, he had only sold her off, and the money he received did not become Kesef Kiddushin, the, the, the Kiddushin thing happened later, not based on the money he received, okay, and that's how it's possible to discuss him marrying off his daughter, who's an Almana or a Grusha. Now, the, he, all of that was to get to the fact that there had been Yiyud, and he st- was still discussing his ability to marry off his daughter. He marked the Nisuin Osa, and if Yiyud creates Nisuin, how could we be discussing his ability to uh, sell his daughter? She's already out of his control. Kivanshin, he says, Shuvain Lavira So that seems to be a pretty good proof that even after Yiyud, she's still only in Arusa. So the Gemara says, Elamai, Eresin also? You want to say it does Eresin? So, one minute. Vishavin Shemochra, um, it says that they agree that he, that, that he can sell her um, to a, uh, you know, as a Grusha or an Almana to a Kohen, okay? Ha'enad amoches pito l'shifchus achar ishus. So we still have a problem, okay? Now, this is, I've already told you the answer to this. I don't even understand. Even if you said that you did Yiyud and it only created Eresin, how can he go ahead and sell her to now a Kohen or a Kohen Gadol that's still Shifchus Achar She had been married. Okay, but we already know the answer. The Gemara's already said the answer is is that she had been married, but he wasn't the one that married her off. Okay? So clearly there's a difference. Did she marry herself or did her father marry her? If her father married her off, then he's not allowed to sell her again. But if she, mar- if he, if she married herself, meaning the marriage happened later with the yield and he wasn't involved, then he would be able to sell her again. Fine. So you can so once we establish that, I'll tell you a few even if the yield created Nisuin, Shani Nisuin Didam Nisuin It's different if she created the Nisuin or her father created the Nisuin. Now that's a very strange idea because the issue by having rights after Nisuin isn't like, oh, you did this one act to her, you're not allowed to do another act to her. That's the idea of Ein Shifchasachar Ishus and so on. Here the idea is just the reality of having lived in, being part of another man's household takes her out of her father's household. So whether her father did the Nisuin or she did the Nisuin, the reality is that she left the father's household. So he would not have any rights. And that's what the Gemara says back. Hi, my, what type of comparison is that? Bishlema, this has got to be the tersus Gemara ever about, because the whole, it doesn't even, you know, explain anything. It just sort of repeats the words. Bishlema, Eresin, Me'eresin, Shani. Look, I can make a distinction between Eresin and Eresin. The Eresin by the father, he's not allowed to resell her, but an Eresin done by her, he is allowed to resell her. That makes a difference. Who did it? She or the father? But how can you say there's a difference between one type of Inisuin and another type? Of course, the whole explanation is missing, but the point is what I said. Okay, the reason the father loses control after Nisuin is not because he did it, the act of Nisuin, you know, uh, prevents him, you know, from doing a different, another type of an act afterwards. It's the reality of having been in part of another man's house. Okay, so the Gemara pretty conclusively has proven. It never says explicitly, okay, you're.
right it's a good proof but it's pretty conclusively proven that since we have these discussions of shifchus achar ishas and all these types of things which means a scenario where after years she still could be under the father's control if the master dies or divorces her or whatever shows that even after Yehud it's only Eresin it's not yet Nisuin okay so the Gemara has pretty conclusively proved that the fact that we have to discuss that there was a Kiddusha Yehud and then the guy dies and now can the father resell her do another case of Kiddusha another case of Shifchus show that even after Yehud she remains in an Eresin state and not in a Nisuin state Yes, it does. It means that if you say, well, okay, we're going to discuss that later, okay, but about how can she do that. We're going to get up to that. Okay. But it still means that fundamentally it wasn't the transaction with the father between the two of them. Now, your question is, where, how can she do it? She's a right. katana. We'll get to that. Okay, okay so now the Gemara says like this. Okay. Um, but one minute. We have a position that says, we're going to back, get to it hopefully in a little while, that everybody agrees, even Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, we quoted before, Rabbi Yosef Yehuda said that it was not the Kesef of the sale that became the Kesef Kiddushin. It was the la- later, like as I was sort of mentioned, it was the undone, unfinished labor, the re- remainder of the contract that became the Kesef Kiddushin. Okay, that's how we sort of explained this scenario, that the father never sold her off, and therefore we can talk about him marrying, about him selling her again. But if there's an opinion that says that even for Avnachman Bar even for Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, everybody agrees that it's the original money that became Tessa Kiddushin. So if that's true, then my Mukimla, how do we have a discussion of a father marrying his daughter who's an Almana or a Grusha? Because that means that the father must have married her. He must have either done a Kiddushin or he must have done Shifchus and then that money became Kesef Kiddushin. Because according to some opinions, everybody agrees that the money is Kesef Kiddushin. Okay? The original money. So either way, the father originally married her. So if the father originally married her, how could we be discussing him now selling her as an Amana or as a Grusha in Shifchasachar Ishus? And he did the original Ishus. So what can he be talking about? Sumer says, no. Mugim lo karebil yezer, da'amar lo Shifchasachar Shifchus udolo matimaz bin lo, avol Shifchasachar if you remember yesterday, there were different opinions. We've been consistently assuming, like Rabbi Akiva, that ain't shifchusacher ishus. Maybe we think that there's that there's shifchusacher shifchus. The only thing you can't do is shifchusacher ishus. But the Gemara says no. There's the opposite position of Rabbi Eliezer that shifchusacher ishus is no problem. Shifchusacher shifchus is a problem, but shifchusacher ishus is not a problem. And that's of course that's so funny. It was such an easy answer, right? The Gemara was sort of you know agonizing over how do you just you know, how do you have a case of him marrying her, of her selling her after she's an Oman or a Grusha? The answer could be, well, there's Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer says Shifchasachar Ishus is not a problem. Okay, so now the Gemara says like this. Anyway, the Rambam Paskins that Yud is Eresin Osa, which certainly is where the dominant uh, proofs uh, were in the in that Gemara. Now we have another question. Now, the father, the guy who brought this daughter, this girl, he can say, I'm going to make you my wife, that's Yud, or he can say, you know what, I'm going to make you my son's wife. Now, here becomes an interesting question, right? He is the one that does the Yud for the son. So what is the role that the son has in this process? And how much does the son have to agree? How much does the son have to be an adult? Can the son be a minor? Well, yes, can the son be a minor, right? Which is interesting, because normally, while we have the girl as a minor who can be in a Kiddush and Doraisa, 
We never seem to have a boy who could be in the status of Kiddushin Deoraisa. Because normally, if you're the man, you have to do the act of Kiddushin, and therefore you have to be an adult to do the act of Kiddushin. So okay? Be no, because there's no Shlichus Lakatan. Okay? I'm saying you can never have a minor man, boy in a Kiddushin. A girl can be in the Kiddushin, a minor girl, because the father can marry her off. But a minor boy cannot, because he's the agent. He can't do it himself. His act of Kiddushin is not good as a minor. He can't have an adult do it. There's no Shlichus Lekatan. So normally you never have Kiddushin Katan. Okay, a minor boy being in Kiddushin. But here the Torah says the father can be Miyai, this girl, for his son. Can he do it even if his son is a minor? Okay? If we say that the, that the Katana is in Bereshut Av, is it the same as saying that the Av is the Saliach for the No, father? no. So then the, the minor boy could be Bereshut Av without the Av being a Saliach. But we don't, but we normally never say that. We only have that concept about underage girls are under the, uh, oh, are under the right. Two different concepts. We, right. But, but, we ne- but here maybe is where the, to- might, maybe is the Torah allowing it here. Right. Okay. It says you can marry her off to your son, any son, even if it's a minor. Okay. No, the son has to be like him. The son has to be an adult, meaning maybe the father is seen of as like an appointed shaliach or something. But we're not changing the whole concept that for the man to enter into marriage, the man has to be an adult. He fundamentally is the one entering in. So even if the father is doing it for him, it's only when he still is an adult. Okay? So, I'm a Rebbe Zeirah, Tashma. Now again, we're not asking, in general, a father cannot contract marriage for his son. Even if his son is an adult, he can't, unless he's been made a shaliach, and certainly for his son who's a minor. But here, maybe, the Torah allows it. Okay? So what's the halacha? So, I'm a Rebbe Zeirah, Tashma, and here, Ish. This is talking about the act of adultery. If a man commits adultery with his with his uh, with another man's wife, okay, um, or his uh, his neighbor's wife, if a minor commits an act of adultery, then he's not uh, stoned, right? He's a minor; he's not liable for punishment. The reason you needed the pasuk to tell you that is because if the minor is over nine years old, the halacha is that the halacha recognizes his act as an act of sex, not that he should be punished. He's still under the age of liability, but the woman who has sex with a minor, let's say she's a married woman that has sex with a minor who's n- over nine years old, that's an act of adultery and she's put to death. Okay, so you have to tell us that even if she would be put to death, he is not. A shergin afetz ishes re'ehu, that commits adultery with, as ishes ish, excuse me, a man's wife, okay, that, um, so prat le'eshet katan, if he had, if a man committed adultery with the wife of a minor, that's not, he's not put to death, that's not adultery. So, one minute, we got an interesting question. Whoever heard of the wife of a minor? Why does the Torah have to exclude that from the punishment of adultery? Where do you ever have that scenario of the wife of a minor? So the Gemara says, So first it assumes, well, may, let's say you could have a wife of a minor through Yud. But in Kain, then why is the Torah saying that you don't? It's not adultery. If the Torah is allowing for a form of Kiddushin with a minor through Yud, then why is a person why is a person not liable for having committed adultery in that case? So so the Mars turns it around. Elamai, what do you want to say? Ainomiyaid, that you cannot create Yud with a minor, so and there's never marriage with a minor. 
So if there's never the, in, the reality of marriage with a minor, why do you need the Torah to exclude it from punishment? Okay? Am I coming my Alright, well that's the question. So now we have two ways of understanding. What does it mean when the Torah says you're not liable for adultery with the wife of a minor? Is it teaching you the halacha that there is no marriage with a minor that was never a marriage altogether? And it's teaching you halacha that, that the, the, institu- the, mar- the marriage doesn't exist. You might think there's marriage. It's telling you halacha and hilchos yud. You might think that a minor could be Makadish girl. You might think that there could be yud with a minor. Kamash Mulan, there's no marriage at all. Or is it telling you there is marriage with a minor, but for nevertheless, there's an exemption for the act of adultery because the kids only, because it's maybe not some degree of full marriage, okay? Two minors, a minor is under nine years old and a minor is between nine and thirteen. No, we're, even if we're talking between nine and thirteen, that's, well, that's the question. So though. anyway, the Gemara is assuming, which I think is the reasonable assumption, that if you needed the Pasuk, yeah, when I say minor, I mean over nine, okay? Although you five. could ask, I guess you could ask even yeah, younger, five. five. Okay. But okay, but it, it doesn't matter. Well, even it, it takes the most reasonable case. The bottom line is, the Gemara is assuming that if you needed a Pasuk to say there's no liability for adultery, it shows that the institution of marriage does exist in that case. So where do you get the institution of marriage for a minor if not through Yehud? And that would prove that Yehud does create Kiddushin even for a minor. Okay, so, ah, ah, you're so good, Michael. Amar Avashi, no, there's another case where we could talk about marriage for a minor, where the guy is not sort of, where it happens a little bit more automatically Automatically. We're talking about a case of Yibam. Okay, brother died. The, the surviving brother is over nine years old. Yibam happens without any intent. Remember, right? If, you know, because even has the absurd case of the guy falling off the roof. Okay? Without any intent. The physical reality of the act of Bia creates, creates Yibam. If that's true, so maybe even, as long as it's a physically considered an act of sex, the kid's over nine. Even if you don't consider a bar das, you say there was no intent. Yibum doesn't need intent even when it's done by an adult. So the very physical reality of sex creates them as it has his wife. And that would be a scenario where you could have a marriage to a minor and, and, and the Pusuk is addressing that. And it's not addressing the Yid case. Okay? Biblically, she's fit to meaning that there's a Zika. Okay? And Maoditema. Even the midrash to chazilei, there's a zika, there's an act of sex. Okay, ubiaso bia habalav mitchayev eishasish. Maybe you'd be chayev for 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 adultery. Kamash Milan that you're not. So it's the the gemara says yes, it's true. It seems like we're talking about a case of marriage to a minor, but that doesn't have to be yud. The other case where it's possible is yibum, which does not require any das, just requires the act of sex, and that maybe we're talking about. Now there's a fascinating. I'm going to answer what you're about to ask. There's a fascinating debate of Rashi and Tosus here, which is what is the Kamash Milan? Rashi says the Kamash Milan is that even though there really, if that were to happen, a nine-year-old boy, a ten-year-old boy would have sex with his, with his sister-in-law after the, guy, after the brother died, that they would be considered husband and wife, and that Kiddushin would be, uh, the Yibum would be Chal, right? Not Kiddushin, the Yibum would be Chal, they'd be married. Nevertheless, there's an exemption from the 
act from the halacha, from the punishment of adultery if another man sleeps with her. That somehow, even though there's, they are married, it's not a full marriage. Again, you know, it would be nice if you could say this in a parallel way. You know, like if they, if either the man or the woman, you know, you'd like to be able to say weren't adults, then even if like on paper it's marriage, since they're not responsible yet, they can't really commit to a married life together. You'll live a, you know, what a married life together really means. Then to some degree, it's not yet a full marriage. It hasn't manifested as a full marriage. Okay, but if we don't say that by a girl, at least we'll say that by the boy. As long as the boy, again, in this patriarchal society where the man basically defines it, if even he is not yet, if he's not an adult yet, then even if it's uh, legally a marriage, it's not yet a full reality of a marriage, and for whatever, and therefore, there is still going to be an exemption from the laws of adultery, at least not punishable by death. That's the way Rashi says it. Tosa says no. The Kamash Malan is, I might have thought that there was a marriage, because there's a B and there's, and there's the, and it's Yibam and all of that. Kamash Malan, this Pusuk telling me that there's no liability for adultery, is telling me that it's not a marriage. Okay, that's the Kamash Malan. Okay, I know it was your question. What? Uh, can I marry her sister after I grow up? You know, I mean, all these other possible things. Does she need a get if now she wants to marry someone else? Would, would she now need a get or would she need a chalitza? Right? So there would be all of those nafkaminas. Okay, so if you look at Rashi, very fascinating debate. Rashi says, um, about six lines from the top, from the beginning of the narrow, from the narrow lines. He inherits her, his wife. So Rashi says, yes, she's really the wife. It's just that there's no chiv of adultery. If you look at Tosos, Tosos says, Midaraisachazil appears to could just do the kukulo biyasa biyalachodavar knaa liyarshalatamila. She did not benteshi shabayivim to knaa. The kasha, the zeno midarabanan. That idea that it works if he's nine years old is rabbinic. It's not biblical. So if you look at the end of Tosos, you know, like about five lines before the end, which says, Kolomar ilav, line starts with 30 lav. Ilav haikra demiatav, who wasn't the parsak that excluded her from adultery, havi amin, I would have thought, midaraisa chashuva ki ishto. Okay, so this is the question. A nine-year-old boy, a ten-year-old boy has sex with his, his, his sister-in-law, the Yavinto. According to Rashi, that's marriage. There's just no chiv of adultery. And according to Tosvos, it's not marriage. All right? Anyway, back to the Gemara. We still don't know if there could be yield for a minor. All right? So the Gemara says... Um, is that protecting them or is... Or is that all to protect them? The regulations that it's not real, that it is real, that the adultery is safe from a minor? What do you mean, to protect who? Well, in other words, if, if uh, they were minors and, and there was uh, a relationship outside of that relationship, then they right. wouldn't be punished. Right. So is that a protection for them, basically? Not understanding who's being protected. These minors. How are they protected? If this minor is married to this woman, and now you're saying that this woman sleeps with another man and hasn't committed adultery, I don't understand how the minor's interest is being protected. So no, no, no. That's the other case. When the minor commits adultery, he's not being killed. That's protecting the minor. But he, obviously, that's he's under age. This case is saying this minor boy is married to this woman through Yibum. The woman commits adultery and she's not being killed. I don't understand how that protects the minor. Okay, okay, it's a different oh, thing. Woman, oh, the woman is over it. She's, yes. She's not a minor. Exactly. Okay. Tashma, okay. come in here. Amar Rabbi, Amar Rabbi Aivo, Amar Rabbi Yanai, so we have a statement okay it was a good question we haven't really said how we know this but Rabbi Ivo just makes the statement Yud has to be an adult presumably we obviously mean the son it's taken for granted that the father is the adult 
Okay? It's only if he's an adult and it's only midat. Tarti? Why do you have to say both things? So the Gemara says, no. Matam kamar. What's the reason? Matam ain't yud al Why is it that, there's only, that the son has to be an adult? The sish ain't yud al Because the son, presumably, now you have to, you could have to say it has, he has to be made aware of it, but it also raises the interesting question, right? Do you see the father doing it? Can the father tell his son, hey son, I'm making her your wife. And as long as the son's an adult and he informed the son, it works. Or do you see the father as being somehow appointed by the son, like, like representing the son? So Rambam Paskins, if I remember correctly, that the son has to give his father a shush to be Miyai, the girl. Okay? So how do you read Midatia? You could read Midatia. I think that this works better, that if it means that the son is fundamentally the one who is marrying her, not just he's, he's been informed, but he's, you know, it's his das that is doing it, then obviously he needs to be an adult and the father just can you know just is empowered to, to do it the son can permit his father to do it and the father does it for the son okay so if that's the idea that the son is really the one doing it through the father obviously the son has to be an adult so that's like the sheet of a mouth three show notes that the father is really not being makadesh because it's the son essentially who's doing it I know so what I have to do with mouth three show notes no in other words let's say whatever money is being used the money that came chance three years ago or the remainder of the av just now the question is still the right, right, yeah. Okay, all right. So the most okay, but anyway, but there is an interesting question of whether midas means you got to inform the son, or whether midas means the son is the one doing the yiyud through the father, and then certainly that means that the father, that the son has to be an adult. Does the girl have anything in this? Like in other words, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Okay. So the Gemara says, okay. Now he buys ema my midas. And, and what, however, there's another way of reading Midas. One is the son has to be an adult. Then there's a second halacha. Okay? It has to be Midas. Who's Das? Not the son's, I mean, maybe also the son's Das, but that's not the point. There's another Das that's needed here. My Midas, Midas di She has, it has to be her Das. Now, the important question is, what does Das mean? Does she have to be informed, or does she have to agree and acquiesce? Okay? So let's take a look. Let's read the Gemara. Okay? So, Midas di uh, you have to be miyayed her. Now, obviously, what did he just say? Obviously, you have to be miyayed her. So the way that's re- that's read is it's more like lahodia, okay, to make her let her know about it. Okay, Rashi says it's from lashon das. Okay, right? Where's Rashi? Rashi says lashon dea. Okay, so you have to make her. Who yeah, now? But thus the words don't aren't clear what it means. So who Tanila? So so Abai, the son of Rabbi Yavo, taught this brayta. Fulamalan, he explains what it means. Bekidusha Yehud, Valiv to Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda. We're talking about Kidusha Yehud. Now it's according to Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Yehuda. The Amar Mas Rishon is Lavla Kidusha Nitna. Now what does this have to do? You see, that's what Dov mentioned before. What does it have to do with what money is being used? Because here's what we're saying: is look, if it was when the money originally changed hands, so when a father marries off his daughter, does she ever have to be? I mean, yeah, it was very nice. They asked Rivka's opinion, but halachically, does she ever even have to be informed? She could be a one-month-old and the father could marry off his daughter. So if it was when the money originally changed hands, it was the father doing it and there would be no requirement to make her to let her know about it. But if it's happening after the sale 
and the father's out of the picture and it's not the money that originally changed hands the kiddushin is happening through the remainder of the service that's, that's, that's you know owed then it's between him and her if it's between him and her and not the father so then he has to make her part of the process now again the question is she's still a minor okay how much of the process can she be a part of but to some degree she has to be part of the process and that means he has to at least inform her whether it means she has to agree or not is less clear but at least he has to inform her she's part of the process and that would explain if we assume that the kiddushin is happening later the yud is happening with the, not based on the money given to the father then we could understand that she has to be informed okay so that's one explanation of it even if it was the original money that's now being used as Kiddushin and it was basically with the father no it's a special requirement you know what technically speaking you're right it was the money given to the father that becomes Kesef Kiddushin nevertheless if he had just been Mekadesh the girl so the girl would not have to be informed would not have to know nothing okay but the Torah is telling you when this happens through this process of being a shifcha and then doing yihud even though we're winding up using the money that we gave three years ago for this only works if she is informed and she becomes part Anywhere of the process. The well, no. When he's going to do the yield, he turns to the girl and says, Hey, honey, I'm yied you. Okay? So he can't just say, turn to the father and say, You know that money I gave you three years ago? Right? Now I'm deciding. I've made up my mind. I want to marry your daughter. We're going to do yield. Okay? He has to actually tell her. He can't just tell the father. So even though it was Kiddushin, nobody would have had to have told her. Yeah, now that it's yield, well, which is right. It does not, it's not clear at all that she has to agree that is correct okay I'm pretty sure the ra- let's take a look at the, but at least he has to inform at least he has to make her part of the pro- at least he has to make her part of the process which is a nice point if she's becoming his wife she should be informed about it okay but it's not required by Kiddushik Tana right so anyway let me just check the Rambam on this uh, thank you talking about a case where it's about the son who's the son no 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 we're off we're no longer about the son about yeah correct again, we're, back to the we're just right we're, we're, we've moved from one discussion that the son has to be an adult and has to be from the das of the son right. and now we're saying forgetting the son there's another halacha here that whenever there's yeah. yield with a girl right exactly that was sneaky they didn't tell us that. yeah I know okay um, Ramu says like this um, she must be shown as the kiddushin new the eno miyayid one minute the chetzer miyada no no hold on hold on it's all the Ramam says. It has to be Mida'ata. So does Mida'ata mean Miritsona or does it mean by informing her? Yeah, it's still left pretty unclear about that. Yeah, we, I, I, right. We, nobody ever says she can object. So presumably Mida'ata means informing her. If it meant Miritsona, you would expect somebody to say that if she objects, it's not Chal. You know, we have Mew in another case. I know, but that's when the Bayer It seems like the Atar here means informing her, not acquiescence. Okay. The son. She could say, like, you know, I don't know your son for a whole well, you have been <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right. Maybe, maybe she wants to object to him because she knows what he's like. Okay, anyway. Now the Gemara says like this. Okay? So we got the idea that the son has to be an adult. It has to be the Das of the son, which could mean the son actually has to want it and permit his father to do it, which is the way the Ramah postins. And it has to be her Das, 
which might just mean she has to be informed, as opposed to she has to agree or acquiesce. All right, now the Gemara continues. Um, finally, we get to this issue about most Rishonas. Okay? My Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. Who is this Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda that we're always assuming is the one that says that it is not the original money? Titania. Ya'adav da. Ashaloyadot did not to yield or redeem her. Okay, now, so the combination, the juxtaposition of Yada and redemption tells you the following, says Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. You can only do the yield if there's enough service left on her contract that she could redeem herself. So there's at least a pruta's worth of service left. If there's a pruta's worth of service left on her contract, she could redeem herself with the pruta, buy her service back with the pruta, and only then does yield work. But if there's only 10 seconds left in the day, there's not a pruta's worth of service left after the end of six years, where at the last minute, at the end of six years, and there's not one pruta's left of service that can be done, then you can't do yield. So why not? Presumably it's because the yield is being done with the service that's owed and not with the most Rishonos. So therefore there has to be enough Apruta's worth of service left in order to enable the yield. Okay? So, If there's enough time left in the day at the end of six years to do Apruta's worth of service, So the same way she could redeem herself with Apruta, you could be, he, he could do yield with that Apruta. His read of yes, his read of this pasuk right. establishes the foundation for his claim that the exactly. is the father's not makadish. Exactly, the love ain't a mikudesh. It's not not. You see, he's of the opinion that it's not the original money; it's only the leftover money, and therefore there has to be a pruta of leftover service left. Right. He but, he's not darshan smichot then, right? Like meaning here is yadav I mean, meaning like a zera Well, that's the next response. Now here's the debate. Is, does Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yudah really say it's not the original money? Rav Nagum Bar Yitzchak says no. Everybody agrees it's the original money. No, no, no. He, he, he could even hold that it is the original money that becomes Kesef Kiddushin. It's a clear as a Because of the juxtaposition of Yada Vefta, it says you could only do it when there's a Prutza's worth of service left. That at the end of the day, you're not being Makadishir with the Prutza's worth of service, you're being Makadishir with the original Kesef Kiddushin. Okay, so there's maybe one opinion. Clearly, the default of the Gemara is to assume that it's the original money that becomes the Kesef Kiddushin, but it's possible that Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda says that it's only the remainder money. It's possible he doesn't mean that. It's possible it's Xerus Akasov. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And one of it gets to this question, which is, if the daughter, is, if the father's out of the picture, if we say like Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, that it's not the original money, this is the question that a number of you were asking, if it's not the original money and he's out of the picture and he's marrying her between him and her with the leftover service, well, she's only a minor. How does that work? How can she accept the Kesef Kiddushin with the leftover service with the, she's a minor? So, a man could say to his underage daughter, we learn from Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda that a man could say to his daughter, go ahead and accept Kesef Kiddushin. I'm okay with it. Okay? In case that she was 
No, no. I have my five-year-old daughter. I want to marry her off to you, Michael. Okay, and I say, you know, go over to Michael's house. We'll give you some money, and it's, I'm okay with it. That'll make you his wife. Okay, and that works. Now, obviously, it's not shlichus because I can't be because I can't. You know, uh, she's a minor. She can't be a shaliach. But she actually is the person who herself is mikudeshes. So I don't exactly have to make her shlichus. It could be her yad because she's the person that's the one that's marrying my das. My das, because I'm the adult and I'm providing the das, combined with her receiving of it, actually works, I get the money, actually works to create a kiddushin, okay? Now, Tosa has a bit of a problem with this, because Tosa says, I don't understand. How can she, how can she, how can she even be Kona the, Kona the, the, uh, the ring, right? A, a minor can't be Kona anything. Forget Shlichus, a minor doesn't have Kenyan. So Tosa says, well, a minor, maybe if Dasacher's Makne so, if you're intending to transfer it, you, Michael, so we have three, two things happening. Michael is providing the das to be her the ring, okay? So that allows her, when she it's put in her hand, to be Kona the ring, okay? She doesn't have any das at this. He provides the das plus her hand lets her be Kona the ring. I provide the das that she should be married to Michael, okay? Plus, she did the receiving, and that makes her married. So it's our two dasas working through her hand that's receiving it, okay? And that works. And how does it work? Because in this case, the father isn't, she's, she's the one getting back, as it were, the service. The father isn't in the picture, and she's in the Kudesha. So that becomes the model that something like that could work in another scenario. Let's just read that. So, that it's not the original money and it's the remaining fruit of service that becomes the Kesef Kiddushin and the father is not in the picture anymore so it's the only it's also what a man and the only way it makes sense is the, the only logic we can explain how can she enter into the Kiddushin if the father isn't in the picture is we must say implicitly from the fact that the father sold her it's like the father is saying if at any stage he wants to marry you, that's what I want. I'm okay with it. So it's the father's das plus her receiving of her service back and those combine. So the same way, if I tell my underage daughter, I'm okay with you marrying this guy, I'm providing the das, and she goes and she receives the ring, the combination of those two work. Uh, yes. I'm missing something by saying that when the Mishnah Zadisha nickname was a drachim there's now a fourth derech here which is absent. Uh, well, yes, except we're putting it into a Kiddusha Kesef. We're saying it's a type of a Kiddusha Kesef, either the Mosh Rishonah or the Reinder. No, because it's still saying the remainder of the service becomes the Shavar Pruta. And the very fact that we're now using this as a model to prove something about normal Kiddushin shows that we are refusing to look at this as an exception. We're trying to fit this into the normal rules. Right? A, we try to say... There is that tension, though. Right, but we are forcing it into a normal rule. And therefore... Right. So we're, we're, and therefore we're creating either the original Kesef Kiddushin or a later Kesef Kiddushin and then we're using it to teach me something about a normal type of a Kiddushin. But I can tell my daughter... Okay. Okay. So, but everybody gets the point? All right. I can have my daughter do it. I provide the das. She does the act. And we learned that out that that's the only way to explain what's happening. to somebody and not say TV You just do it yourself. Here, of course, I can do it myself. I'm the father. The chiddush is that so she can be the, be, do the act as long as I provided the das. And we learned that out from this kiddush shagiyot. 
Okay, Michael, my apologies to your wife. I'm getting you married off to my underage daughter, which I don't have. Okay, okay. So now the says like this: So this Rav Amar of Nachman is again really like working with us, fitting this into normal kiddushin, and then making inferences. This is a more complicated case. So I'm going to read this way. Tosos reads this. Um, Michael, uh, uh, well, let's say a, a woman, okay, go, I, uh, um, I lent this woman $100. She gave me some type of a collateral about it. I don't know, her iPhone. Okay, I've got her iPhone. I'm holding on to it as collateral. And then I tell her, Harayat Mikudeshet Lee, I'm being mochel of $100, and Harayat Mikudeshet Lee, and that works. Okay, because she gets Hana, because I was mochel of $100. Now, what does that have to do with the iPhone as collateral? So, so Rashi says I'm the Kaddish her with the iPhone or whatever. Anyway, Tosos says no. It says you're being the Kaddish with the Malva, with the Milva, with the loan. So Tosos only says no because I might have thought that as long as I'm still holding on to the collateral, maybe there's not enough Gemar Das. Like, what does it mean that you were Mocha the loan? You haven't given me back my phone yet. Okay? And nevertheless, even though you're still holding on to the collateral, if you're Mocha the loan, that you can be Makadish with the Hana that the person gets with the waiving of the debt. Now, where do you know that from? Again, from our case. The original money wasn't, is not the Kesef Kiddushin. So therefore, how do we conceptualize this? This girl now, underage girl, she now owes me $100 left of service, right? She's been working for me for five and a half years. She still owes me $100 left of service. So that's like a loan. That's money that's owed to me. She's going to pay it off with service, but that's money that's owed to me. Okay? Hi, Alvahi. It's effectively a loan. It's not a purchase. It's a loan. Tosa says this also gets to the question whether Evidivi is Gufo Kanuai, because we're looking at it as a loan and not as a service. But he owes me $100 worth of service. Vi Gufo Mashkohi. Now, what's my collateral that I'm going to get my loan paid off? I have her in my control. Okay? So therefore, that's my collateral. She's, so she's, she owes me the money, and I have her herself as collateral, and she's going to now do the service to pay that off. And now what do I do? I say to her, I'm waiving the remainder of the hundred, the, the $100 you owe me. I am giving it back to you, as it were, for Kesef Kiddushin, and that works. And so that's why I'm being Makadisha with Pimilza. I'm giving her back the money that's owed to me, okay, and I'm holding on to the Mashkan, I'm holding on to her, okay, and therefore, So therefore, and here too, it doesn't work. Now, of course, it's a, not a good comparison, because in one case, I'm Makadish the woman and I still have her iPhone in my pocket. In the other case, if she is herself is the collateral, then when I'm Makadish her, I am giving her back the Mashkan. I'm no longer holding on to her as a Shifcha as a type of a collateral. Okay, so it's a little, it's a very complicated case, you know, but nevertheless, we're going to move on. Second, I thought we were now talking about a regular case of Kedusha. We're, we're talking about a Katana again. It's the Shifcha. No, no, we. No, we're learning from the case of a Katana to apply right. to a normal case it's of Kedusha. Right, and right. we are, we are exactly. But it's still a very weak comparison. Exactly, that's the whole point. Like we just did before by the, having my katana be makabakas of Kiddushin. If we are trying to make this not an exception and fit it into Kiddushin, then we'll be able to infer other halachas of Kiddushin from I it. I thought it was a fringe opinion. Now we're saying, oh, from we also you can learn this. We're saying just according to him or now we're saying we actually have a uh, 
that's a good question. Meaning, meaning, you know, are the Chachamim disagreeing about how Yid works, but in principle they would agree with all the other assumptions that get dragged along with his position? Or maybe the Chachamim would disagree with all those assumptions as well. I don't know. You're right. It's a good point. It sounds like Rav Reb Yehuda is saying, you know, Rav Rav Nachman is saying, like, no, their only debate is how Yid works, but all these other assumptions maybe are agreed upon. All right, let's try to get a little bit further. Tana Rabbanan. How does Yud work? Um, now notice, again, going back to your point, though, that we are tr- making this fit into the norms of Kiddushin. We had to identify what is Kest of Kiddushin. So the next question to ask is, where are the eight? where's Eidus Kiddushin? You need Eidus. Where is the statement of Arayat Mikudeshetli? So we're going to put all that into the place. Okay, we make this into standard Kiddushin. Even at the end of the a few some of which kids come one minute before sunset. And from that point on, she's your wife. She's not your slave. Right. That would be a good thing to say in this case. Um, again, the No, no, no. There has to be a pruta worth of service left. Now, Masho, this could be, uh, you, you, you could like a, 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 an analogy to this, as a case that will teach you about this, is I'm going to again read this like Toskos, um, like another Toskos. Marry me from now, starting now, and, 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 and the, it'll end taking effect in 30 days. And somebody marries her. So it's a, a condition that began now and ended 30 days from now. What? Well, whatever. It's unclear. It's a, the, the effect of the Kiddushin starts now and finishes in 30 days. So then the obvious question is, at what stage is she fully married? And if somebody married her in the interim, will that interfere with this? So, we, so he, we're starting with the assumption that in that case, here's the halacha. Okay? So if it's me'achshav la'achashloshim yom, the halacha is that the, it, since it was me'achshav, it enough began now that if she, another guy tried to marry her afterwards, that would not override. She's enough married to this guy now. Now, okay, that's all very lovely. What's that telling us? So that's going to tell us something about Kiddushe Yud. So let's just read one more line in the Gemara. Mashal Leman, what case of the Kiddushe, or to whom is this Mashal if it's telling me from this case it can teach me something about Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda's case one minute Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda says the whole Kiddushin only begins at the moment of Yud with the remainder of the service there's no comparison to it didn't begin and finish it all took place at that moment of Yud. So, no, 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 no. It's teaching me something about the Rabbanon. For the Rabbanon, it is like a you give the Kesef of purchase, it becomes Kesef Kiddushin, but the Kiddushin doesn't really take effect until three years later, five years later, at the moment of Yud. Okay, so everybody see how that's analogous? Right? The money changes hands five years ago, the Kiddushin finalizes, you know, at the end of five years. It's like and therefore what this Mashal is telling me is what would be in a Yud case? Listen, this is a very
very interesting case. I buy this girl, okay? I have yet to do yiyud. Michael comes along during the three... You haven't made the statement. I haven't made the... I made the statement. She's been working for me for three years. I haven't made up my mind yet. Michael comes along and Michael says to her, Although he says to the father, Okay? Can he do that? Can he do it? Is he, does that take effect? Or, if that two years from now, before the six years is over, I say, you know what, I made up my mind, I am the her. Then, it turns out that that was, the Kiddushin began five years ago and Michael's thing did not take effect. So that's what the Mushal is telling me. The same way, if Michael tries to interfere, it does not take effect. Here too, if Michael tried to do something before I did the Yiyud, during the service, and in the end I do the Yiyud, it does not take effect. It becomes like a according to the Rabbana. So first of all, says, Pita, isn't that obvious? It's not obvious. No. In the first case, I said Me'achshav. I made up my mind that I wanted to marry her. It started now and it's going to finish in 30 days. In that case, obviously Michael can't interfere. It already began. But in this case, A, I didn't say the word Me'achshav. So maybe the whole thing only takes effect five years from now. I used the original money, but it takes effect five years from now. Maybe it doesn't even begin now. And I haven't even made up my mind yet that I wanted it to be Kiddushin. So I might think that Michael can interfere in that case. Kamash not that what we are saying is that when I say five years from now I'm Yaid you that turns the whole case into Me'achshav Ul'achrizman that the Kiddushin began when the money changed hands and it finishes later and if somebody tried to interrupt it does not ruin the it does not ruin it, 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 you know it does not it does not interfere with it okay that so we'll end with that does that mean like the Rabbanan Yesh Brei I mean 